Welcome to issue 93 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and joining me tonight is Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well tonight. Ah, doing well. Right. Hey, we had our first blizzard of the season. Already? And, yeah, literally like knee-deep snow in one day. We had an awesome fall. Like, the weather gods were just storing it up just to land it on us now. And they failed. We're still alive. We're still kicking. I think we had a slight dusting the other day. Like, it was frosty out. But not knee-deep yet. So... And joining us from the southern tropical climates of, well, the south is Daniel. Daniel, how's it going? <laughs> it's great. It's cold here in the nation's capital, but no snow. Um, Steve, I want to say something to you. Happy birthday, Steve. Oh, thank you. Hey, happy birthday. I know it's yeah. tomorrow, but... Close know, enough. <laughs> it's it's close enough. So I yeah, happy birthday, it. my friend. Yeah, thanks. I'm not going to tell anyone how old I am. So. Nor should you. Nor should I. You know what, though? I'm not so old that my memory has gone because I did what you did and I read the intro from memory. Or I just said it from memory. Awesome. Yeah. So, and I don't think I screwed it up. So, no, it's perfect. Oh, Absolutely perfect. I was reading along. Well, uh, how about this? I want to ask Mike what's on his mind tonight. Oh, Ooh. me. You want to know what's yeah. on my mind? Yeah. Oh, well, thanks, Steve. You know what I want to talk about tonight? What's not in the show notes? I want to chat about the community. Uh, I, you said just before the show, we are a bunch of overgrown children playing a card game. And we love it, don't we? We do. We do. We, we love do. It. We get passionate about it. And I got to say, we got a pretty darn good community. I mean, we've been part of some awesome communities in the past. And I feel like this one's kind of in its post-adolescence phase, where for the most part, the community's able to get along there's the occasional person who tries to rock the boat but the community's done a good job of stepping up and trying to protect what we've created and i want to applaud them for that and i want to lead this into another discussion because this is something we haven't chatted about but the idea that the idea of how much variety this game produces so again i don't want to delve into the weaves here but let's say someone posts a deck and they throw in some cards in there, and you you don't know why they threw them in there. Maybe uh, if they're asking for advice, hey, great, give them your advice. If they are saying, hey, I threw this in here for fun, great, throw it in there for fun. There's no need for for them to necessarily explain what they did. There's no need for, there's no need for them to necessarily defend their choices because it's not this is it's a weird realm that cooperative games kind of fall into in that we're allowed to have weird decks that aren't top tier. In my last video uh, with Protection Hawkeye, I played, what was that card I played? Deflection. Like, Deflection shouldn't have been in that deck. If this was a competitive card game, that should not have been in there. I threw it in there, and I chose to play that card because I thought it would be fun. And that's <laughs> really all it was to it. And sometimes that's what it comes down to. It's what is your lifestyle choice? How do you like to play these cards? Wait, Mike, are you making some ridiculous, bold claim that games are meant to be fun? 
I I am. And I'm also saying that fun can mean different things and different perspectives. And I mean, sometimes what makes a good card isn't just what's good in the deck, but what you're playing against. So my goodness, uh, maybe what I'm saying is don't talk in absolutes. Maybe it's a good idea to just, you know, experience things. If something looks really different to you, maybe try it out. I mean, I do that all the time. I steal decks all the time because I don't know how to play anything that's not a protection deck. <laughs> I love you guys for producing all these amazing decks. Uh, it, yeah, no, that, that's pretty much it. That's what I want to say. It, it's a good discussion, right? To talk about to talk about how the card game grows outwards and and what that it, what that means for these discussions. And especially those deck creators that I'm I'm always most amazed by the write ups. I and the time it. and the time oh, it yeah. takes to write up, you know, why I put this card in, how you drive this deck. I appreciate those so much. Um and 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 yeah, I I think the knee-jerk reaction of everyone in the community could be should be one of appreciation for the contributions of all of us. Exactly. And and there's there's ways to ask questions and ways not to. I spend every day at work talking to kids about like you know, being nice and being kind and thinking of other people. And that's just shouldn't be such a strange foreign concept. Yep. I mean, it's okay to make changes and suggestions. Like that's, that's why the clone deck feature exists. It's like, Oh, here's what I did. Here's what I changed. Why did I change this? Cause I was going up against Kang. I didn't want to four cost upgrade in my deck or I wanted to play this character instead. Fine. Fine. And ultimately, our secret plans require that uh, this community gets along because um, that, that's part two of our five-part plan. <laughs> yes. That is our supervillain plan, indeed, is to make everyone like each other, like, yeah. true, like true villains. If every deck out there is the same deck, that's no fun either, right? Oh, little, exactly. Got to have some variety. Try something different. Try somebody else's something different. Um, you, ne- you never know until you shuffle the deck in someone else's playback. <laughs> oh, you're, you're totally right. You're totally right. That's, this goes back to what Daniel was saying about the write-ups. If there was no write-up, I would not know how to pilot half these decks. Right. Yeah. And some of them are like, no, really. You need to learn how to pilot this deck. You'll need to play it like five times. Sometimes they're right. <laughs> and it's... Holy moly. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Take care of each other out there, folks. Applaud, applaud the innovative ideas and the, and if you got questions, there's ways to ask them. Yeah. And other than the three of us, the rest of the communities, they're supposed to be heroes. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're the villains. That, that... Except, except we always talk about what jerks the heroes are. Well, mm. Mm. okay. Um, well, even, supposed he- to even... Be, how about this? Yeah. They're supposed to be heroic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. That, that's that's what we demand of our of our community hey guys you know what else is on my mind tonight uh, what, what else I mean, what, could, what else could there be I know, well, thanks for obliging my my tangent here we had a question from board game lawyer and he has asked from a villain's perspective of the four yeah. aspects and he listed them that's great just in case we forgot that's aggression justice <laughs> it's a very low opinion of us i think <laughs> I'm glad he did that because I've never heard of three of these. (laughs) (laughs) Which pool of cards is the most sorely undercosted? Oh, justice. Oh, really? I was going to say something else. Okay. Why? Why justice? Uh, 
Well, A, it's the yellow class in an FFG game. <laughs> um, but two, like, it's just crazy what a th- two or three dollar card can do to threat on the board. Mm. Like, yeah. I feel like if you're playing, if you're playing a standard game and you've got a justice deck, you will never worry about threat. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. Yep. Like you'll worry we, about everything else, though. You worry about lots of other stuff, sure. But like you know, Becky and Andy and I played um, the Tower Defense, and Andy oh, and I first back? played they're it. They're back. They're Did back. They hear that? Did they hear us talking about them? I, I, I don't know yet. I told them. Okay. But uh, okay. like you know, Andy and I played it first, and he and I were both playing leadership decks, and we just got bounced like quickly. Um, there's just no because we couldn't manage the side schemes and the threats and stuff like that. And then we played again with Becky. She played an aggression Gamora deck and he played a justice deck. And it was no challenge. Like the second run through, it's not just because we were more familiar with it. It was like easy. No, it, it's because you like had Gamora on your team. It was, well, that Sorry, that, that's why. Right. But like it was just, but dare I say, a cakewalk. And only because of the justice ability. Like, well, I'll just take six threat off this now. Right. Like, okay. Right. So yeah, I think justice. So I'm really, and wow. to me, it was like the easiest question ever that we've ever had. So now the fact that you guys are going to say something different is fascinating. Oh yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. See if we agree, don't we? But first uh, I'm going to say, because you disagree with me, you're stupid. Wait, that's what you were saying. We shouldn't. Oh. Other way I'm around, gonna... Daniel. Other way around. I'm sorry. I, maybe I missed the thread above. Use your time stone and just <laughs> nonsense. Mike, Steve, I cannot wait to hear your difference of opinion because it will only help me in the long run expand my own thinking. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to go leadership. <laughs> That's what I What? Leadership. Yep. I'm going to yep. go leadership. And uh, What about that $4 card no one ever plays? A, well, that's the a one you don't <laughs> card that nobody plays. I don't know. What's it called? It's like the big event. Avengers, Avengers Assemble. Assemble. People play it all right. the time to cycle their whole deck. Oh. Oh, I never played. <laughs> you do some crazy shenanigans <laughs> with that stuff. Uh, yeah, no leadership. It's not that the uh, it's not that the allies are undercosted because I think the allies are fairly costed mm-hmm. across the whole pool. It's all this other shenanigans. Rapid response is nuts. And what's that new uh, sneak attack now? Sneak attack? Yeah, sneak attack. No. That new uh, resource event that can give you up to three resources on one card. There's only Band two other together. cards, three other cards that do that. There's yep. uh, the Hulk's strength, whatever that's called. What is it? The yeah, yep, the whatever. Big Hulk strength card. There's Captain Marvel's big energy card. Yep. And there's Shwarma. And yep. Shwarma. I'm glad you remembered Shwarma. Yeah. So um, that this one basic justice card can, or sorry, leadership card can basically do the same thing. Yes, I know it only works when you have three allies on the table. If you're playing leadership, you got you five have allies, allies on the table. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, yeah um, add, add to that strength in numbers where you're drawing a ton of cards if you got all these yeah, allies right. on the table. So you can afford it. And I'm, I'm sorry, like, would you pay $2 for an ally? Yes. Okay. So rapid response should cost two. Yeah, but you're paying $2. So you can cycle Maria Hill every turn and draw a bunch of cards. It's it's worth more than two. Yeah. And I, I would even go so far to say that. The allies, the leadership allies are they're they're cheap. And would you spend 
two resources to draw a card, remove two threat, and prevent all damage. Yeah, that's super undercosted. I feel like. Or uh, Squirrel Girl, right? Let's do one damage to everything on the board, thwart for one, and then prevent all damage from an attack, right? Because you can chump with her. So, and then all the recursion, like Mike said. So I agree, leadership is uh, is cheap. And anyone who likes leadership, Kennedy Hawk, is also cheap. <laughs> um, I, I love, also love thread. <laughs> I love playing leadership. Um, oh, me too. I don't actually. I don't really enjoy playing justice decks very much. Um, but uh, yeah, and like I in the, this new campaign, I'm playing just the Warhammer constructed deck, like out of the box. Okay, it's yeah. bonkers good. Because the sneak attack, and then the other things, it's like where just discard this guy who's going to leave anyway before he leaves to reduce threat by his cost or do damage by his cost. It's crazy. Yeah. So what's the wording it's on so good. response? Uh, when they are going to get discarded, they come back in with a damage on them. So you can sneak attack in Captain Marvel and do that discard for threat thing. Then rapid response her back. rapid response her back. No, no, well, wait. Rapid response is after an ally you control is defeated. Okay. Oh, good. I'm glad. So, I'm glad. No, yeah, Thank they have goodness. to be defeated, and sneak attack uh, says discard it. So that's different. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you can't sneak attack rapid response the same guy in the same turn. So it does take a lot more cards to do something ridiculous like that. You but you could bring him in with sneak attack. Oh, let's see. And then use, use him up. And then, like, so there's that guy who, who is it that gets, like, plus four attack and it takes two d damage on oh, him? Goliath, yeah. Goliath. So Goliath. And then you have that leadership thing that readies an ally. You have him thwart for one damage. And then you ready him again and have him attack someone with retaliate. Then you can rapid response <laughs> him back in. <laughs> Which right. is enough setup that I'm okay to that exit. <laughs> yeah, that's a little crazy. But I don't know. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of emails now. People are like, no, it's aggression, you guys. It's aggression. It's not protection. Protection's perfect in every possible way. <laughs> I, well, okay. I would say protection is not the cost one, like you said, because you, you, you're spending resources out of the hero phase to play those cards and stuff. So I never felt like it was undercosted. No. And because you're doing things that they don't, they, they can advance the game, but they don't do so, do overly so. Like, they may do some thwarting, but they're not thwarting for 10. They won't hit you for 20. It it always just thwarts for a bit, does damage for a bit, but then does something else on top of it that doesn't necessarily advance the game state, which is why I don't think protection feels undercosted. That silence means uh, you believe me, right? That, yes. It's total, the, the silence of total agreement, 100%. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I like that. I think we're, and I think we're all correct. Of course, because... <laughs> They made four aspects, right? You, right. you can't put yeah. all four in a deck unless you're out of Warlock. Yeah. You got to pick. So uh, you're going to be wrong to at least three other people. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that, thanks, board game lawyer. Good question. Absolutely great question. And I think he asked it like six months ago, and we're just getting around to it now. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably changed his opinion, too. <laughs> yeah. How many cards have come out since? <laughs> okay. So let's talk about what we're going to do tonight. What's the main topic? on this issue this is a secret dossier issue oh my what? god oh yeah, yeah we are going to talk all about the hero nebula because we haven't had enough nebula yet she's Let's talk been, more on, nebula. Our mind. She's yeah. been on our mind all this right. is our fourth nebula issue in a row 
So okay, now those of you who are still listening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what we're going to do, this will be a little different than our previous secret dossiers. We don't have any more lore to talk about except for maybe a, a tiny bit. We're going to look at her hero cards. Then we're going to look at the hero card compared to the villain card with the same title and kind of give our thoughts and what we think and kind of do a comparison. And then we'll talk a little Nebula gameplay. Um, how's that sound? Sounds good? That sounds great, Steve. Great. Who wants to start? Well, I just want to touch base on Nebula being a hero. And Mike and I were talking a little bit about when does Nebula in the comics become a hero? And neither one of us could figure that out. Um, So so if you are listening and you know of a series or an issue where Nebula's a hero or heroic, um, we want to know. Now, in the movies, in the MCU movies, there's a clear point where she changes sides. She joins the guardians, right? She makes up with Gamora. Um, and that is easily seen if you, you know, you, you watch them, but in the comics, not so obvious, but yeah, that story I gave last week, I think, Oh, what, what year was that? It's very recent. It's, it's maybe 2019, 2018. So she was a villain then. So maybe she's flip-flopping back and forth and we just haven't read the comics where she turns to the other side. Right now, her nemesis, she's a scoundrel, which kind of fits, but she doesn't get to be a scoundrel as the hero card. Um, she's a guardian of all things. Yeah, and an outlaw. So, Well, well, outlaws and scoundrels are not dissimilar. Yeah, I mean, outlaws can be good guys, depending on who the uh, law is, I suppose. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk about her cards? Daniel, why don't you give us her alter ego? Her alter ego? Um, she's an outlaw. She's got nine hit points, hand size of six. Cybernetic upgrades. It's a response. After you play a technique upgrade, draw two cards. Limit once per round. Okay. So this this yeah. could also be renamed Visit Dr. Mandibus. <laughs> yes. Although in the art, she's kind of her own Dr. Mandibus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I like any card that encourages you to go back to Alter Ego. Oh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Fine. Yeah, I mean, in the gameplay segment, I'll have, I'll have notes on that. Yeah, play yeah. play the cards you want to play, and draw two cards for doing that. Seems good. Yeah. Oh, it seems, seems good really ability. good. Yeah. yeah. Mike, why don't you give us her hero card? Oh, Nebula, the hero, two thwart, two attack, two defense. Jack of all trades character, my favorite. She's a guardian. Hmm. With combat protocols, forced response. After your turn begins, resolve the special ability on each technique upgrade you control, then discard each technique upgrade resolve this way. So it's forced, and you discard all of them. And I will note that uh, two of the three Nebula villains do not discard every technique all at once. So we've already got a bit of a downgrade here. That's true. Yeah, because Nebula 2 and Nebula 3 have a... uh, Nebula 3 villain has a serious cost to get rid of the techniques but the hero here is doing it now they you're only you only get to trigger them when your turn begins when you're in hero form so there's definitely a cadence to bringing them out and playing them and what form you're in i think for sure for sure yeah 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 Yeah. she likes to flip and plan before flipping black back yep yeah yeah she's not one of the heroes that flips to hero mode and just stays there the whole game all right, well, let's look at some of these techniques. I'm going to give us our first one. Uh, cutthroat Ambition is a one-cost upgrade technique, obviously, 
And while Nebula is in hero form, her attacks gain piercing and overkill. It has a special thwart, remove three threat from a scheme. I'm every bit the warrior you are, Nebula. Now, Who's she punching there? A that's that's alien. someone, isn't it? Is this some alien? Okay. Yeah, could be a dark elf, maybe. It's got like pointy yeah. ears. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not sure. Um, she's got a little sword. Now her villain card, uh, the, the technique of cutthroat ambition, she can't take more than five damage from an attack, and she's putting threat on the main scheme. So the specials are related. Yeah, yeah. one's taking threat off, one's putting threat on. So they match up. They match up, but the other stuff doesn't. Right. Piercing and overkill compared to damage limitation? Yeah. She doesn't get piercing and overkill on her villain side. Oh, right. But I that's hard to say which one's more valuable, because they're both extremely good. Piercing and overkill might not matter in some decks. Some decks it will. Yep. Nebula can't take more than five damage from a single attack. I mean, a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, that definitely mitigates some of the big hero kicks. You know, swinging web kick kind of stuff. But... Um, I like the Cutthroat Ambition as a hero. I mean, removing three threat after your hero turn begins, when you might have been an alter ego, and then you flip back to hero, you know? So there's there's threat in the in the game, so... If you're playing Kang, then that piercing is awesome. Yep. Um, or any scenario that's got a bunch of low-health minions, kind of plow through them with the overkill. Punch I guess. I, it depends what you pair her with. With that two attack, uh, she, she doesn't have any big payoff attacks does she well keep in mind this just says her attacks not her base attacks yeah so she does have an attack technique coming up all right let's look at the next one daniel so evasive maneuvering the hero technique is while she's a hero she ignores the guard keyword the patrol keyword and the crisis icon and the specialist choose to either stun or confuse an enemy on the flip side when she's when she's a baddie her technique she gains stalwart which I love how that relates, right? Yeah. Um, special, you are stunned. If you're already stunned, give Nebula a face-down boost card. I like that. It. They're both great, both sides. I find I don't... I've never really had to use the ignore guard or patrol or crisis, but that special on her hero card I've used a lot. Evasive maneuvering, oh, yeah. yeah, no one likes to be stunned, especially when there's a, a payoff if you're already stunned. Right. And I love that her villain form can't be stunned. Yeah. Right. She she ignores keywords. That's what she does. Yeah, so the villain form, she's ignoring stunned and confused and stuff. And her hero form, she's ignoring guard and patrol and crisis. So that's kind of, that kind of matches up there. And then they're obviously related with stuns. So I have used it to ignore uh, crisis um, in order to knock the main threat down when it was getting a little too high. So I haven't had a need to worry about guard yet. Steve, I demand that I talk about the next card. I will, yield, I will yield it to your persistence. Unyielding persistence. The hero card upgrade technique, of course. While in hero form, Nebula gets plus one thwart, plus one attack, and gains stalwart. Special bonus, give Nebula a tough status card. In the villain set attached to Nebula, she gains stalwart. Hey, hey, look at that. Special, give Nebula a tough status card. If Nebula already has a tough status card, give her one face down boost card. So lots the same here. She doesn't get her stat boost, but that's FFG's hero bias showing. Yep. Elward's the yep. same. The tough card is the same, and it's a pretty good match. Yeah, they, they, they do line right up. They're both good. Yep. I, I've noticed I, uh, I forget that the hero one gives you stalwart 
I, I've definitely forgotten that once or twice and then gone back and be like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, the way it's <laughs> templated, it is hard to see. Yeah, because you're dealing with, like, when do I trigger the special and trying to get him into play and flipping back and forth. And I just sort of, I've missed that the one, one at least one game. So Yeah. Note that it's when in heal, hero form. So you can't milk this. Sorry, you can't cheese this. Hey, milk and cheese. Uh, by going into hero form and just <laughs> waiting it out. Like, you, no, you're only stalwart in hero form and then it's going to go away. At least it's fair. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. It, it, it does not work in Alter Ego. All right. So Weapons Master, it's a one cost technique upgrade. While in hero form, Nebula gains Retaliate 1. In the special, deal four damage to an enemy. And it is an attack. Um, her villain version, she gains Retaliate 1. And the specialists take one damage. So clearly the damage dealing card for either f version. So Yeah, uh, again, I will note that one is less than four. Yep, the hero gets the better card. Ugh. And and if you have Cutthroat Ambition out, that attack can do overkill and piercing. Okay. So yeah. I mean, it's and, four, but yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, but, you know, against like drones or small enemies or tough tokens is a big one. Yeah. So. And I, I think it's important that you, when your turn begins, you're resolving your cards in the right order. I think there's a little bit of timing or sequencing that matters. Because you don't want to necessarily pitch Cutthroat Ambition before you've used Weapon Master if you're worried about taking off the tough, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Daniel, you should take the next one. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks, guys. I like how this fell to me. Wide stance. Boom. Oh. Boom. Boom. While Nebula is in hero form, reduce the amount of damage she takes from each attack by one. Her special here is look at the top three cards of the encounter deck, discard one, and put the others back in any order. As a villain, she reduces the amount of damage she takes from each attack by one, just like the hero one. And the special here is discard one card at random from your hand. A nice, beautiful matchup. Discard, discard. Yeah, it's uh, great. Reduce damage, great. And that is a wonderful villain card. Probably my favorite of the set. It's great. When it happens to someone else, right, Steve? <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> over and over and over again. Which must be why I don't like Wide Stance as much uh, as a hero. Maybe I'm biased from that one game. Like, I think the villain version is better than the hero version. I mean, I know you can look at the top cards, you get to pitch something and put them in a sequence. But, like, if you've got a couple Wide Stance out, it doesn't feel as great. But if the villain makes a hero discard two random cards from their hand, that's that's great for the villain, right? Oh yeah, so, yeah. Um, but the damage reduction is really nice. And I don't know, discarding a card off the encounter deck is nice too. Yeah, like, you can find a real awful thing there. And in solo, it's a little more like you know your turn now. Yeah, that's true. Um, and which is a nice thing. Yeah, I guess you can math it out a little bit. I just find that when my turn begins, I'm more excited when some of the other ones are triggering. You know. Um, Evasive maneuvering, that sort of stuff. But it's still good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I like the villain one better. <laughs> All right. Well, so now we should. We should. Yeah, we should. Those are the techniques. And I, I love that they have the same names, that they I match do. up. There's the same quantity of like each one, uh, you know, two wide stances in both decks. Like that's just a, a theme home run or just, yeah, I like that. Mm hmm. Now, the next few cards don't quite match up, but I think we should still talk about them real quick. All right, let's talk combat ready. In a hero form, this 
is an event. It is a skill. Alter ego action, choose one. Either discard up to two technique upgrades from your discard pile into your deck, or discard cards from the top of your deck until you discard a technique upgrade, put that upgrade into play, then resolve its special ability. Not for free, in alter ego form. <laughs> and the villain side, it's a treachery. When revealed, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until technique attachment is discarded. Reveal that card, then resolve its special ability. So pretty darn close to the same card. Pretty much. Pretty close, yeah. It's it's great. You get to basically trigger the special ability twice. Good on all fronts. Yeah, combat ready is one where you need to count your cards a little bit. How many sure. are out? How many are in the discard pile? <laughs> so you don't, don't... Check yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Uh, I think there's one in there. Let's just cope, and then you, there isn't. Yeah, that'd be that'd be foolish of the heroes. So go ahead, heroes, do that. Do that, which heroes. Op- <laughs> which option do you use when you play? Just curious if you swing one way or the other for it. Uh, early in the game, I have well, if I know there's certain techniques in the deck, I'm discarding to get the technique in play, trigger it, its special ability. Uh, especially early on, I want to get a bunch of them out, like turn one. That'd be great. But later on, I want to put back the cards I want, especially if the deck is getting smaller, and I can load it up with two techniques. So I think it's yeah. a little situational dependent for me. Where are we in the order? Yeah, I think I used it most to shuffle two back in. That's what I did too. Mainly yeah. because you don't always want to double up on some of these. So if you've got, let's say, what's a good one here? Wide well, stance. Yeah, double uh, wide I- stance is not great. Yeah, if you've already got one out and you've got one in your deck, why risk it? You might as well tough, shuffle two techniques that are going to do something awesome for you into your deck. Yeah. Now, you might not have any techniques in your discard pile yet, right? Could be early enough. That's true. Right. I, I love getting, a, like, two Weapon Masters. Those are nice out. Hit the villain for eight. Some, some of these guys only have 12 health, maybe. So. All right, we've got one card left. Daniel, what is it? Why, it's Lethal Intent. Steve. It's an event for a hero. A hero action. Choose up to X technique upgrades you control. Resolve each of their special abilities in the order of your choice. Oh, I love this card. Goodness. Now, this is very different from the villain card, which is a side scheme. Side scheme. Yeah, it has two thread on it per player. It's a hazard with three boost icons. And when revealed, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a technique attachment is discarded and reveal that card. So they really diverge on this one. Well, it's the, it's the other half of combat ready for the villain. Right. Yeah. 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 It, eh, there's only one copy and the heroes get three copies. Uh, well, eh. don't forget, the Nebula villain does lethal intent. Yeah, she, it's written on her card, isn't it? Like she is that. So it's just the hero getting a little like... Yeah, a little dash and of that. Four-player uh, game. She's four copies of Lethal Intent. Yeah, exactly. So let's not begrudge that she gets one named card, Lethal Intent, as a villain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a good card, the the hero version, right? Because oh, it's so good. You you could build up a bunch of techniques and then flip into hero, and those techniques aren't going to trigger for a whole another turn, but you have Lethal Intent and. For a couple resources, you can pick and choose and have them go off. Yeah, I love it. It's really what makes the deck even work at all, right? Because their her effects aren't amazing, but being able to hit two things for four damage is really good. Being yeah, it gives you a little a- agency in your turns. Yeah, um, 
you don't have to wait until your turn begins. You just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it now, I think. Yeah. And you don't have to do all of them, right? You could just do one of them if you had to, right? The threat's too high. I got to pull some threat off. I'm going to spend one on my lethal intent and remove three threat using my technique. Now, the more you can trigger, the better, I would think. All right. So we've got hero nebula and villain nebula. Who's more fun? I don't know. What is there a question? What do you think? Well, how, how do they compare? What are your thoughts? The villain. The villain's more fun. I really liked playing the hero because it's it's she's a thinky hero, and I like that. And and like I said before, and Mike said I had to wait. Um, she encourages flipping to alter ego, and I, I I don't really enjoy those heroes that sit in hero mode. Yeah, I'm with you. Right. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of that. I mean, I think that the flipping from alter ego to hero is one of the really cool aspects of the game. Um, yeah. And so that there are heroes that just basically turn one, do something as an alter ego, and then they're heroes. Yeah. Doesn't do it for me. Aw, you're not a Drax player. Not really. I, no. No. Yeah. No. And like, if you're only flipping to recover, like that's just not strategic enough for me. So, yeah. So I like that she does that, and, the, and it's all about timing with her. I, yeah, she's fun. Yeah, I agree. I, I enjoy flipping over, uh, drawing the extra cards. Um, I have a Justice deck right now for her that's a ton of fun with one way or another. Where, you know, you're, like, pulling out a side scheme. That's what it's called. Drawing more cards. You know, having Gamora out, drawing more cards so she can just, like, lay down all of her techniques, flip back and forth. It's been a lot of fun. I think what I really like about Nebula is she's really a villain, and we get to be the villain, right? Like, yeah, and play as the villain finally, and here she is, and she's she's fun to do it with. Yeah, and it is fun to play against the villain, but whereas the hero, you're actively doing stuff, and the villain, you're passively getting your ass kicked. Yeah, <laughs> or actively killing <laughs> it as much as you. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I would like Nebula better in multiplayer because I tried mm -hmm. her in solo and she's a little handcuffed. Part of it is she doesn't have any big payoff one way or another in her deck. Like her, she has a four damage attack, great, but she's not Hulk where you're like, okay, I got I got aggression handled. Doesn't matter what I put in my deck, I've got aggression handled. If you're playing Ms. Marvel, you can play Ms. Marvel Justice. And her ability can recycle your attacks, and you're good. You got the game handled. Or you could invert it, and you could keep your your thorny events cycled, and then just use aggression and and spend those. And great. Here, it's there's nothing I can lean on, right? I can't lean on her to defend everything. I can't lean on her to deal attacks. I can't lean on her to to thwart, and I can't even lean on her cards to stay and play and do something because it's not that they're random, but there is it's random when they come out. And so it's it's much harder to deal with. So immediately when I when I played her, I played her in justice and got my butt kicked because I couldn't I couldn't hit anything really, right? And I and I couldn't enjoy the strategizing of flipping back and forth because she was my best attacker on the board. I think those are excellent points. I think those are the, not only those are excellent points, they I think speak to the reason that she might be my favorite. Because I think in any of these games, all these card games. I I generally lean towards like the flex or support character. Right. And she's like the, the ultimate third hero. Yeah. Yeah, she is, really. You know, I can hit a little bit, I can thwart a little bit, I can do all these things. It's not like 
I'm not an A plus at anything, but you know, she's a solid B in every category. Yeah. I mean, even her stats speak, even her two, two, two stats speak to that, right? Like sort of, yeah, she's not a specialist, um, but she's super, super helpful and flexible. Um, I think any, any, you know, aggression, justice, leadership, protection, any build for her is interesting. Like, I think she can be used with any aspect. Uh, she's great. If you're going to play her solo, uh, I suggest leadership. And I know we, we ragged on that it. That makes early, sense. Yeah. It's because leadership does a bit of everything and it can help mm-hmm. her where she needs the help. I actually tried building her with the Guardians of the Galaxy card that comes in her box. The one where if your allies are guardians, then you can uh, you can throw upgrades on them and get card draw for it, which is great. Hey, card draw. She wants card draw because she wants to draw into her techniques. And it it worked okay. I think it would work a lot better now because if you think about two months ago, how many guardian cards were actually available to leadership? minus Gamora because it's already in her deck and it's not a lot it's really not a lot like we, we think of these awesome guardians decks it's because star lord's in them and star lord turns everyone into a guardian but now since we have mm. anti-shadow or it's going to be released uh, on mass very soon if not already there's a couple more that were added to it so she's got a plethora of options now and i think that deck's going to be a lot more fun yeah now like i said i've been i've been really enjoying her with justice because of the flip being able to time things with evasive maneuvering to choose to confuse the villain because then you're going to flip back so the threat's not going up she came with a couple really fun justice cards uh, like one way or another especially if you know you have a your technique out where you can pull lethal intent so you can pull the threat off the thing right away Um, Mm -hmm. she's got the really fun eros ally who you can confuse a whole bunch of minions so if you do flip, they're not scheming. Yeah, I, I really have been having a good time with her injustice and throwing out like heroic intuition. She's a two two two, now she's a three two two. Right? She's she can thwart really well with those simple upgrades of armored vest, combat training, or heroic intuition that, that makes her a three, you know, that's like Thor level base. So Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh she's a little squishy at a nine. But if you can get out the, the ones that give her tough or reduce the damage that she's taking, she can be a lot of fun. I, I've enjoyed it. My most enjoyable game so far has been Nebula versus Nebula. So, no. Yeah. The mirror and fight. The mirror match. Uh, the end game, uh, you know, technically, I guess you're not allowed to do it, whatever. But who cares? He uh, <laughs> said, let's have some fun. And Nebula versus Nebula, there's so many techniques on the table. There's so many triggers. You know, who can out-technique the other one first? Uh, Who's got the wider stance? Right. Who's got the wider stance? Now, I don't want to – I didn't record the game. I should have. But I don't want to give it away. But I'm going to tell you, Nebula won. Oh, well done, Steve. (laughs) I think. Yep. It was like, this is a win-win for me. Either way. Either way. Either way. It's a, it's it's fun to play it like that. So uh, the one thing I noticed about the Nebula Heroes kit is there's we we have uh, combat ready, which is an alter ego action, but there's no alter ego support. Like some of them have a support that comes oh, yeah. out that you, you use an alter ego mode. She doesn't have anything static now on her hero card or alter ego card. She has to draw two cards, so you, I guess you don't really need it. 
but it is interesting for somebody you want to be flipping back and forth with. There's not a lot of, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. She doesn't have an apartment, right? There's some cards out there that you might, that are only alter egos, um, some basic cards and things like that. So that they might be an interesting include in her, her deck because you are flipping so much and they can we obviously wanted to maximize her techniques that yeah. of course, but let's talk about her ship for a second. Her hero ship generates a resource. Her villain ship requires the heroes to pay resources. So that matches up too. It's kind of nice. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. The villain ship's way better. Oh, way better. Yeah, it's definitely more impactful. Well, this was a fun discussion. Can we have yet another week of Nebula somehow? Well, what we haven't talked about yet is Nebula's nemesis set. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) Right. That's right. Uh, we oh, might take a little break. We might take a little break and come back, circle back around and give Nebula a chance to to rest, and then come back and talk about her nemesis. <laughs> so. Well, thanks, fellas. This yeah. is great. This is fun. Mike, how do the folks get a hold of us? Oh, hey, folks. You know what I want to hear? I want to hear what would your technique be? What's your what's your <laughs> under you the one that comes out of nowhere? Email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Tuke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Nebula, take us out. Thanos built me for one purpose, to kill. In time, he will regret that.